You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Start off the 8 o'clock hour like we typically do on Monday mornings, talking a little hoops with the coach, Jack Thigpen. What up, bud? Good morning. Good morning. How are everybody this morning? Oh, fantastic. Not doing as well as you. Uh, a big weekend for you, uh, your family, and, of course, an opportunity to see some of your old players. Pretty cool thing that took place over in Ruston uh, before and then at the halftime of the West Monroe game. Rustin honoring and celebrating uh, the only team to win a basketball state championship in the last 56 years. You were the head coach of that squad. What was it like to see some of the old guys? Well, it was really, it was really great. It, uh, you know, I got a little emotional when I saw some of those guys. I hadn't seen them in years. We had, uh, you know, some of the guys still live around Rustin that you run into occasionally, but uh, we had one of the guys came in from Houston, one from Dallas, and one from Baton Rouge, and. You know they just they just get scattered like that, and uh, you don't get to see them. And then when you get them back, uh, you, your memories just starts come flooding back of what a good job they did. And you know when you coach guys, you just get emotionally involved with them. You go through so much, uh, emotional with the ups and the downs. And uh, you, I do particularly, I just get real close to my players, and it was like like a family reunion, bringing bringing some of the family back. It was really a lot of fun and. Those guys really were good basketball players. It was, I really felt good that they really enjoyed seeing each other. You know, when they would see each other, they were just hugging each other, and it was just so good to bring them all back together. I think everybody enjoyed it and had a great time. So you teared up, Coach. Well, I did a little bit. I did a little bit. I tried to fight it back the best I could, but uh, occasionally you do. And when you when you start thinking about the memories and you, you think about that uh, – you know, you don't get a chance to see some of those guys very often, and it's it's tough. I'm kind of an emotional guy from time to time, anyway, so it uh, it was an emotional time for me. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of great uh, memories. That team went what uh, 30 and three. You beat McDonough High out of New Orleans, and this is back when there were just four classifications, right? There was. There was only four classifications. We were 4A, which, well, we were, there was more than four classifications, but 4A was the highest classification because you had A through 4, and you still had B and C. But they were not split. You know, everybody was in, in together. Uh, at that time, there was a 32-team playoff and a bracket. There was 15 teams of Class 4A basketball in the state. You had to be the first or second in your district to make the playoffs. And then that was 30 teams, and then they, they picked two wild-card teams that had good records through the year. So that was 32 teams. And, you know, I don't have it with me sitting in front of me, but I found an article in the paper that listed, after the first round of the playoffs, listed the bracket for the rest of the playoffs and the teams that were involved and the records that were involved in it. And, man, they were some outstanding records. I mean, Bastrop had a great team that year. I think, if I remember, they were like 22-3 and three going into the – in the second round of the playoffs, as we said, John McDonough had already lost, uh, had not lost a game. They were undefeated. East Ascension down around Baton Rouge was like 35 and two or three, and other teams. I think Covington was like 26 and two, and there were several teams in that bracket that only had lost, you know, five five games or less. So it, it was a real accomplishment for us to win that. And it wasn't. We were the highest classification in the state, as we mentioned, and we were one of the smallest schools in that classification. But, our principal, Gerald Cobb, at the time, 
He wanted to be the best. He wanted to play the best. He wanted to be in the highest classification, and Rustin High School was in the highest classification, even though we probably could have been in, like, 3A or down because of our enrollment. At that time, though, you could play up if you wanted to, and we did. All right, Jack, what, uh, nine, ten players made their way back. If uh, you would have rolled out a ball there Friday night, could they have made it up and down the court one or two times, I guess, in a pickup game? <laughs> well, there were a couple of them that could have probably gone up and down, but there were a couple of them that had put up a few pounds, no question about <laughs> it. And uh, uh, it was – it was. Uh, it was, they were they were a little bit bigger than they were then. Uh, we had one guy, Anthony Dade, who uh, went over to Louisiana Tech and played, and actually played some professional ball. Not, of course, in the in the NBA, but he played overseas for a number of years. And he he's about three times as big as he was when he was in high school. But he was a he was a heck of a force inside. But so we had several guys that were really looked good as far as being in shape. And uh, we had lost one of our players that passed away, which was really a sad moment for all of us. But uh, you know, anytime you you know, you look at them, that was 30 years ago, and uh, they graduated from high school, 17, 18-year-old guys. So, you know, they're 40, they're bucking 50 years old right now, and uh, they they put on a few pounds. But uh, I, some of them could probably, if you played horse with some of them, they could probably uh, still still handle that. They're packing on pounds, but the head coach still is in his old playing weight, so that, that's impressive for Coach Jack Thigpen. All right, but uh, Saturday night, uh, the Bulldogs, a big game against Southern Miss. What'd you make of that first top performance where they could not miss? Oh man, that was that was amazing the way they came out and shot the ball. You know, they ended up the first half shooting seventy percent, and when you include that, meaning that they were eleven for eighteen from the three point line in that seventy percent, sixty one percent behind the three point line. Jacoby Borkins uh, shot seven times in the first half, did not miss a shot. It was six for six uh, in threes, and he made a two point shot. So what a but outstanding game, 20 points at halftime. Ended the game with 20 points, didn't score in the second half. But uh, that was a heck of a display of shooting. I don't know that I've seen a team that get that hot and stay that hot the entire half before, but they, they just couldn't miss. And of course, they didn't shoot that well in the second half. They, they shot 40% in the second half, but that first half was just some kind of display of shooting. And this is, bodes well for Louisiana Tech because we've been wondering about Boykins and when he'd start coming on. I think we've seen his game progress or at least get back to the caliber that we saw last year in the last uh, week or so. Well, you're right. And, you know, he's the leader of that team, and he got that team off uh, from the very beginning. I think he scored probably the first nine points in three three-pointers, and it just jump-started the team. And, you know, it's amazing, and I don't know – how this happens or why this happens, I guess you could figure that. You can follow it up. I'm not telling how much money on it, but it seems like when one guy gets hot, somebody else gets hot, and then the whole team gets going, and it can happen in reverse. You know, one guy starts missing, can't make a shot, and it just seems like it trickles down to everybody else. And he, he like I said, got the team off the very beginning. Uh, nailed a three-pointer on the first trip down the floor, and then a couple trips later hit another one and another one. You know, he was – he was nine points before you could turn around on three threes, and next thing you know, some other guys are hitting threes, and just you could just tell the the confidence of the players, the way they were playing. They 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 little had a little pep in their step, and and they just really played on top of their game, in particular that first half. And then the game was basically over at halftime. Tech was up thirty fifty seven twenty seven. You know, it's it's hard. In that particular game, you didn't want to take a halftime. You just wanted to continue to play. Of course, at halftime, you had to take the half. And then when you go in the dressing room, you, you cool off a little bit, and you know you're 30 points ahead, and it's hard to come back to the second half and play with that same intensity and that same focus. And they lost a little bit. 
But uh, they, there was no way that Southern Miss was going to come back and end up winning the game, and, and Tech ended up winning at 89-66. Uh, it's tough not having Bracey in the lineup, but on the positive side, the youngsters now are getting a lot of quality playing time. If they're able to get Bracey back, to, you're talking about an all-conference player, what could this mean for the Bulldogs? Well, it would sort of help them, no question about it. And you, you mentioned uh, the young guys on the Archibald. Uh, is just taking over the point guard position. He's a freshman. As a matter of fact, he when he entered Tech, he was 17. He turned 18 in September. Coach actually talked to him about redshirting because of this. He was so young. It wasn't because of his ability, but just the fact that he was so young, he thought maybe another year of maturity would help him. But Amari said, no, he came to play. He didn't want to sit out. And thank goodness he didn't redshirt him. But anyway, he stepped into that starting lineup when Bracey's out. He ends up with 14 points and 10 assists and just made some fabulous plays and has learned, uh, has matured a lot in his playing time. And he's gotten to the point now where he kind of knows when to shoot, when to pass, and when to attack, and when not to, and so forth. So he's really matured as a point guard. And like you say, you put Bracey in back in the lineup, uh, you know, that's going to give you just somebody else in depth-wise. Uh, Amar Archibald actually played the second point, second guard, shooting guard in high school. So if Bracey's at the point, you know, he could very easily slide over to the second guard. It just gives you so many different combinations you can play when he gets back. And he's he's slowly getting back. He, his back has just really been pro- giving him problems. But the rest that we've had, I think it's really helped. Only having one game last week, they, they took kind of an easy week and let his back and other guys kind of mend their, their bumps and bruises. And it's, I think it's paid off. I think that one game week came, came at a good time for him. After that miserable, dreadful start in conference play, Duncan Dogs now are back at uh, four and five now in uh, conference USA play, thirteen and nine overall. This week they go on the road to take on the two Florida squads. What are you anticipating versus uh, Florida Atlantic and Florida International? Well, I, you know it's tough to win on the road, no matter who you play. There's no question about it. But I, you know, Florida Atlantic is at four and five, and FIU is at three and six. So there's two, two teams that take. Uh, could beat on the road, and hopefully they can beat both of those teams. And you know, you mentioned about the horrible start they had, and a lot of people were. I heard a lot of people making comments about, "Oh goodness, they may not even make the tournament," and I hope they can make the tournament. And we're so bad, and this and that. But I think a lot of it, you got to realize who they played. You know, I think four of the top teams in the conference: Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, and UAB are the top teams in the conference. I guess you throw Old Dominion in there, but we played all four of those teams on the road. There's not going to be many teams that are going to go on the road at those four schools and win. You know, right now, Middle Tennessee sitting at 8-1. West Kentucky's at 7-1. and Marshall and UAB have three losses, but they've played each other, so their losses are between themselves, not because some other team in the conference has beaten them. And now Tech's sitting back, and now they're going to have a string of playing teams that are you know below those four. And Tech can play with all the rest of these guys, and, and they can win most of those games. So I, I still feel good about Tech's chances, and I think this is a good week for them to go to go to Florida, and I would not be surprised if they didn't win both of those ballgames. Uh, Jack is our basketball historian. You got a blast from the past this morning. Well, uh, you know, last week we, start, we talked just a little bit about uh, Louisiana Tech and ULM and the fact that we really don't have any Louisiana players on those teams right now. You know, Tech and you know, there's nobody from Louisiana, but back a number of years ago, both teams were stocked full of Louisiana players, and there are several reasons for that. One is the recruiting. It didn't go out national. But 
as far as the fact that not only did they have Louisiana players, they were good basketball teams with Louisiana players and local Louisiana players. And we talked a little bit last week about the Tech team. I want to kind of skip over today and just mention some ULM guys, maybe some guys listening to our program can reminisce about some of the local guys that played at ULM when ULM had some of the best teams they've ever had. You, know, you can go back to the 88-89 season when they went to the NIT. Back then, the NCAA didn't have many teams playing. I mean, you, you only had like 30 teams entered the, the NCAA tournament. It was a big deal just to make the NIT. And ULM made the NIT, went to Virginia, who was one of the top teams in the country at the time, and Virginia beat them one point at Virginia. And that team was made up of Calvin Nash, Carl Kilpatrick, Jamie Mayo, Eugene Robinson, all of those guys from Bastrop. Of course, Jamie, the mayor of Monroe right now. Calvin Nett went on to have a great NBA career. Carl played a few years in the NBA with the Utah Jazz. Also had his Carl's younger brother, Kenny Nett, was on that team. Ronnie Dowling from over at Simsboro was on that team. Donald Wilson from Homer was a freshman on that team. A couple years later, in the 81-82, uh, the ULM went to the NCAA tournament for the first time ever, and they had Donald Wilson again from Homer. He was a senior. They had added Terry Martin from Saline, who coached down at uh, Richwood. Keith Richard, who's the head coach at ULM, was a point guard. Gerald Marsh, who played at Carroll. Bruce Williams from Florine. Bobby Joe Douglas, who's helping out at St. Fred's right now. He was from Marion. That was the guys on that team. And you skip a couple of years later in 85-86 and went to the NCAA tournament again at UNLV. And we've got Arthur Hayes from Ravel, Elgin James from Plaquemon, Gerard Phillips from Baker, Sean Palfrey from Baton Rouge, Bobby Jenkins, who was the conference player of the year from Wasman High School. Uh, then you had Kevin Tom from Saline came in later, Byron uh, Spencer from and Mar Spencer, both from Neville. So, you know, those were some teams that were some of the best teams in ULM's history, all made up of basically local players. And, you know, it's fun to kind of stop and think back of the, the some of the local players that came to our local universities and were outstanding basketball players. Yes, for sure. Jack, as always, we appreciate the time. Hope to see you at a high school game this week, bud. Well, I hope so. I'm over by Texas right now. My, my grandson is in the seventh grade, and he's got a basketball game tonight, as a matter of fact. So I'm going to go watch him play, and then we'll head back to head back to North Louisiana after that. But always enjoy it. Y'all have a great week. You too, bud. Jack Thigpen. Good stuff always from uh, the coach. It, it is a bum rap with, uh, you know, you look at the area schools and the number over the lack of uh, state players or even Northeast Louisiana players. And, Jake, both of us go out to a number of high school games. And quite frankly, there's just there's not a lot of them. A lot of college recruits? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's taken a little bit of a dip uh, recently. but I wouldn't say recently. I would literally go in the 18 years that I've been here. I mean, there's literally 10, 15 players during that span that have gone on to play Division One basketball. Division One, yes. Um, you know, there's a reason for that, I, I feel. I mean – so this, much emphasis on football? So much emphasis on football. And then I, I feel like baseball, softball is right behind that. So I think basketball, <clears throat> it, it just doesn't get the attention that those, those other two, those other sports get. Mm. So I, I think I think that it, it, there's a reason for that. But 
you know, ultimately I, I agree with you. I mean, basketball, even though you have a lot of great teams and a lot of fun teams to watch, I mean, who's more fun to watch than Ravel right now? Um, but, yeah, you're right. You and my league, uh, my league, Wilson could end up at an area school, too. We don't know. Well, I mean, we, we feel like he's probably the, the, the biggest recruit, the, the one that's going to make the splash. I mean, he's still got a whole other year. To, to continue building his name. And, and, and I know last year uh, a number of schools looked at Larry Owens and, of course, uh, C.J. Jones. Yeah. And they both ended up at Northwestern State. Right, yeah, and, and that's, that's – And they're both seeing considerable playing time, and they've made a number of starts this absolutely. year as well, freshmen. Yeah, they played a lot this year. Um, so, I mean, and that's fun. That that was a fun story, you know, two rivals in the district go, go on to be teammates at Northwestern and how, how the team has relied heavily on both guys. I mean, that's – that's been a cool story, but uh, I, I feel like uh, we're in for a, a really big year next year. I, I think this has been kind of a rebuilding year, aside from Ravel. I think most teams lost like the faces of their program, and I feel like ne- it's setting up for next year to be a really big year in this area for basketball. Coming up after the break, uh, Tom Brady lets a media member or a media organization know about it. They were in the wrong, and he calls them out, and I actually agree. With Tom True. I do too. I'm ready to discuss it. This is coming up after the break on the morning drive. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust. Loyalty, you'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing The King of the Road, the King of the Road, Car King If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products With locations in Monroe and in Ruston Our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, so we're interested to see how both teams' franchises handle uh, the Super Bowl and, of course, leading up to it. Haven't been many storylines. There's some great ones with Doug Peterson and, of course, the storyline that connects us to Northeast Louisiana. 
But uh, Tom Brady making a little news this morning and uh, just the background information on it. Uh, last week, the radio station, WEEI, one of their personalities, so they should know, personalities, uh, Alex Reamer, he was talking about a documentary, Brady's new documentary, and he called Brady's five-year-old daughter, quote, being annoying little pissant, unquote. So he was suspended uh, on Friday because you have to feel like somehow Brady and the Patriots found out about this or perhaps the radio station said, hey, he went over the line talking about a five-year-old. Yeah. So the story spins forward. Brady makes a weekly visit with him, and I'm sure it's probably one of the most listened segments that they have uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, Brady fired back. He did. So first, before I even get to his comments, what is this guy doing saying that? This is supposed to be a professional broadcaster, right? Jake, but you know how it is. You try to be funny sometimes, but he went over Talking the Talking about a fire? Yeah, well, but he was probably just off the cuff, and there was no no reason why he should have done it. No, but, you got to be smarter than that. Well, I, I but you know, you know how radio hosts are, and personalities, quote, they just sometimes... Even if you go off the cusp, you gotta you got to be aware of that. And I get that's a different market than this. Yeah. They probably get away with a lot more than, than what we could say, but... I mean, they've talked about Aaron Andrews in the past. They've called her certain names. Yeah. Yeah, but st- still, that's different from talking about a five-year-old. Okay. Anyway, uh, Brady comes on the show, and he says, I've tried to come on this show for many years and showed you guys a lot of respect. I've always tried and come on and do a good job for you guys. It's very disappointing when you hear the comments about my daughter. Certainly, my daughter or any child certainly doesn't deserve that. He's correct. And then he says, I re- he, well, first he said that he would evaluate if he would appear on the station again. And he says, I really don't have much to say this morning. Maybe I'll speak with you guys another time. Yeah. He drops the mic, hangs up on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the guy that wasn't you. suspended as going back, the other co-host, and he's just like, oh, all right, uh-huh. we apologize, uh-huh. Tom. Don't hang up on us. We want to continue this. Well, I got to tell you, you know, good for him for even going on there. Like, I, I probably wouldn't even go on. I, I think it's better. It's a stronger statement, him going on there and just basically saying, you guys were in the wrong. You uh, overextended your boundaries. Uh, I trusted you guys. And you could tell by the tone there, at least I may be reading into it, that I'm, I'm sure they ask him some offhanded questions every once in a while. And yeah. he plays along with it. Well, I think it's, you know, they've Brady's been there forever. So I'm sure they've, they've had a long relationship with talking to him. And, you know, you, you I will say this. He does a segment, Tom Brady, with Jim Gray, and I'm sure it's sponsored. It's on national. It's on Monday Night Football during halftime. And, I mean, it is so vanilla. I mean, you get nothing from it. But I still understand why you would want him on your radio show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even though he doesn't have much of a personality, he's still the biggest name ever in Boston. So I understand having him on. Uh, Another question I had from this. Have you watched that documentary, Tom versus Tom? Nah. I haven't either. Uh, Richie says, my kids can be annoying piss ants. I don't know how I'd feel if somebody else, though, said that. Good exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we missed this text from earlier. Gary said, if the Houghton coach would have been thinking, he should have purchased a participation trophy and presented it to the Barb coach. Oh, that I'm sure been really he appreciated that. Uh, that was the fact that the Houghton principal uh, making a remark to Barb. After you know, Houghton beat him last year in a one-game playoff in baseball, Barb pushing for best out of three series this year, uh, and then he makes the comment. So if we beat you two out of three this year, you're going to want three out of five? Yeah, yeah. it's becoming a whole ego thing now. It's, it's ridiculous. 
Um, I, I saw something else I wanted to bring bring up, and it was we love the the whole scenario of Philadelphia having to go to Minnesota. We talked about the Uber drivers last week. Now I'm starting to see on, on Twitter and, and other sites that the Minnesota fans, uh, like pubs and restaurants, are starting to put up signs saying, Eagles fans, stop in and have a free beer thrown at you. <laughs> this is, this is going to be so fun seeing those Philadelphia fans in Minnesota. How many, how many fights do you think we're going to get this week? I mean, it, it, there's no telling, right? I mean, I feel like Minnesota fans are going to be out looking to to ruin some Philadelphia fans' weekend. Mm. I love it. And then the the thing about the Uber thing, right? we'll see if that plays out or not. The whole deal with people in Minnesota are just going to sign up to be Uber or Lyft drivers just for the weekend, so then they can pick up Philadelphia fans and drop them off at wrong locations, <laughs> or maybe in bad neighborhoods, or they'll certainly be cold neighborhoods there in Minneapolis. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly. And my, and my last thing was this, Aaron. Uh, so UCF, they're on their national championship tour. You know, they won the national yeah. title uh, yeah. going undefeated. So they were at the Pro Bowl. You, you might have missed this. They were honored at halftime. In Orlando. so In Orlando. Makes sense. Anyway, they get brought out onto the field, and they're wearing their national championship gear. Yes, I said that right. National championship gear. And it's raining. It's raining while they're honored. And Mark Long from AP tweets out, this is great. It's literally raining, pouring on UCF's national championship parade at the Pro Bowl. Uh, the power of Nick Saban, folks. Mm. Alabama fans had to love that. Uh, Tom weighed in said, uh, the one they need to apologize with the Tom Brady situation is Giselle. Don't you think she's the one who complained to Tom first? Perhaps. Yeah, probably so. Mm. So a couple odds and ends from the weekend that perhaps uh, you missed. And, of course, the breaking news from Boston that Tom Brady basically tells them, nope, you're not doing that to my family. This radio interview is over. Over. Hey, also, just posted the, the poll so you can go vote on it now. What should be this week's Top 10 Thursday topic? And it's all Super Bowl themed. We've got Super Bowl MVP performances, top plays in Super Bowl history, most shocking Super Bowl moments, or – best Super Bowl games. Mm. Let us know. You can text text us at 888-993-7762. Let us know. Jacob in uh, West Monroe weighs in. Too bad the Saints didn't make it. The most dangerous place in Minneapolis is probably 10 times safer than the safest place in NOLA. <laughs> yes, <laughs> certainly. Uh, you can look forward to coverage all week long from the National Pundits. Uh, Media Row is set up in the uh, Mall of America up there. Yeah. Mm. You missed that, don't you? No. Uh, when I would cover the two Super Bowls I've been, I didn't go to media press row Hold one on. time. You went to New England uh -huh. and, and St. Louis mm -hmm. and New Orleans? It's a pretty good game. A great game. And then you went to the the Miami game with, with New mm -hmm. Orleans and Indianapolis. Pretty good game. So what did you do if you didn't go to press row? Uh, because all that is just the media members interviewing media members, or you have to, you know, the bring through athletes, and you, you have to give them a fl pre flood, pre free plug, hey, I uh, use a so-and-so brand. So I was out interviewing fans or when, you know, they have the media events when the players are there. Of course, I was a part of that. How many days were you there? Uh, in Miami, I was there on Wednesday on. Nice. And then from uh, down in New Orleans, it was so long ago, quite frankly, I don't remember. Did you have the teller with you? 
uh, for the New England game. New England, yes, Rams game. He's oh. a big Rams fan, yes. Oh, I bet that was great. Well, we need to bring that up with him on uh, Friday. Yeah. His memories of that. He was a huge Rams fan. So he was crushed. Yeah. yeah. The ride home wasn't so, yeah. so great. The Morning Drive returns after this. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust loyalty you'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing the king of the road the king of the road car king when people get sick they need a doctor when cars get sick they need autoplex automotive so if your check engine light comes on you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Good morning, Louisiana. This is The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Hit us up, 888-993-7762. Things that stood out from this past weekend. I'm gonna, it seems like there was a lot of different elements from this past weekend, but nothing really that really... Nothing to dive into uh, with, with incredible depth. Uh, Richie says, did y'all see the video of Nick Saban doing the wobble at a recruit's house? Dedication to recruiting right there. Yeah, Richie, we discussed that earlier in the show hilarious first of all if you haven't seen the video look it up seeing Nick Saban dance will, will surely put a smile on your face but uh, the dedic you're right Richie the dedication uh, this man will do anything to close the deal on a recruit so he does the wobble even better than Orgeron you think absolutely yeah. <laughs> now if it comes to a competition of who can rip their shirt off in, in more emphatic fashion I think uh, Orgeron would win that. just because he has more experience probably doing it <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know. Save it on the lake. you got to feel like he's ripped a shirt off or two this summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not, not like not like Orgeron. Uh, we mentioned this article in the 7 o'clock hour from uh, Peter King, Monday morning quarterback. It's outstanding, as always. The access that he gets as a national writer and his connections, truly uh, remarkable. He uh, went to Peterson's house and basically rode into work with him, mm-hmm. 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, went over a, a number of subjects. We talked about the Brett Favre and the connection Favre with just some glowing remarks about Doug Peterson. He knew he was going to be an outstanding coach. Thing, another part of this story that fascinated me was the whole dynamic uh, about Peterson being at Calvary, and he jumped into the high school ranks once his professional career ended. And this is a telling quote here from uh, Peterson. I was extremely happy. Those were four of the best years of my life. 
as a coach, as a mentor, young men to high school boys, thinking back on those four years, it taught me a bigger lesson. I wondered, can I teach football? Can I coach football? Here I come from 14 years in the National Football League as a player, soaking everything in with some great coaches, some great players, some really great offensive minds. The advice that I was getting from them, some of my coaches and peers was, you need to go find out if you can teach and coach. Do you like the journey? Do you like the process? Peterson went on to say, even though it was a high school, do you like putting it in that time? Do you like teaching? And I did. I love coaching. I love teaching kids. And it let me know that this is what I wanted to do. After that fourth year, I was just starting to think, there's got to be something more than this. And then that's when he reached out to Andy Reid. Hmm. You know, I, I can see why he would say that was, you know, his favorite time, just because that's the most uh, fundamental of the three. You know, of, of, if you're comparing high school, college, and, and, and pro, that's the that's where all the fundamentals come into to, to play where you have to really coach that up and I think a coach like Peterson would just enjoy that process well he reached out to Peterson it wasn't like he got a high profile job with him immediately he was kind of like the offensive analyst or coordinator right. for him and he says uh, I had this high quality control position on offense I took it sure enough the first couple of years I'm just drawing pictures I'm putting the notebooks together I'm doing all the grunt work I said I want I want I wouldn't do but you have to enjoy the journey, and I did. I thought at the beginning it would be a great to be in a position to coach. What I aspired to do once I started coaching again was to be the offensive coordinator. Then eventually he got that opportunity as he moved from Philadelphia to Kansas City to join Reed. And how much responsibility did he truly have, yeah. you know, when, when Andy Reed's called into place? But, yeah, uh, certainly, you know, rubbing, rubbing elbows with, with Andy Reed's going to help your resume. And there's going to be a lot of talk this week, and they're going to, you know, you get these matchups, and you're going to check the box. Who's got the, the advantage on this side or that side, defensive ball, offensive side of the ball? And it's always going to start with the coaches. And everybody's going to look at Bill Belichick versus Doug Peterson. And the ultimate check is going to go to Bill Belichick yeah. immediately. I mean, we're talking about a guy that had uh, literally three world championships when Doug was still in high school. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a guy that we just debated a couple of weeks ago whether or not he was the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. Okay, so let's not get it twisted. Yeah. This is Bill Belichick. And then, uh, you know, Peter King went on to ask him, uh, how often have you talked about Bill Belichick and what they're doing to game plan for you guys coming into this week? And Peterson, if you believe it or not, says zero times has Bill Belichick's name come up in their meetings. Hmm. Interesting. So we'll see how this plays out. It, it should be uh, fascinating. Just the fact that Philadelphia has this opportunity. Of course, uh, Doug Peterson, a Northeast Louisiana favorite, in this role and in this spot to win a world championship. No doubt. Something I wanted to bring up this morning was to really completely change topics on you. Uh, Vince McMahon's week. Did anybody have a bigger week than Vince McMahon? The answer is no. Okay, you go back to last week, he had Raw 25 which was to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, which has been his baby, you know, the longest uh, syndicated television show of all time. Uh, so 25 years of that it, it was, was quite an accomplishment. Not only that, but he, he actually goes out there, and as old as he is, he, he looks like he can barely move, takes a stone-cold stunner. <laughs> this man is – over 70 years old has had he's know, over 70 yeah wow he's had like hip replacement uh, surgery and all kind of other things and he he takes a bump 
he takes a bump on national television. I, that's something I didn't think he would do. Uh, so that just tells you right there, this man is willing to do anything for his product. So I thought that was really cool. Um, then he steps up to the podium on Thursday. Thursday, the big announcement. XFL time. Uh, the XFL, you're announcing that you're bringing it back in 2020, and uh, you you were the talk. He was the talk of the sporting world. I mean, we spent you know how, how much time talking about that on this show alone, and we're you know just a, a little show in in West Monroe, and so um, you know you look at that. That was that was quite a splash. And then Sunday, yesterday. He gets, I would say, UFC's second biggest draw. I think there's some some uh, arguments whether or not GSP or Ronda's second. We all know Conor McGregor's their biggest draw. But he gets their top three draw, UFC's top three draw, to, to sign and be a full-time wrestler. And Ronda Rousey, she shows up at the Royal Rumble. So yet he gets more headlines for, for his product. I mean, incredible, incredible week for Vince McMahon. Uh, I, would, I would venture to say nobody's had a bigger week than him. Hmm. I agree. Continue here, uh, national pundits and everybody across the country, though. Will the XFL work? Is there a niche? Is there a role for it in the sports world? Yeah, and by the way, we did have our poll last week. Uh, who would you like to see in the XFL the most? Yeah. Johnny Menzel won that one. I Ooh, think go figure. 52% of the vote. So people really want to see if Johnny's got anything left in him. Uh, but who he finished second? He beat out your boy Tebow. Ah. Beat out your boy Tebow. So... I think you know if you get if you land a couple of names like that. Here's the deal, Aaron. The, the first time they have a game, especially if they have some stars like the ones we've been talking about, you're gonna get a lot of eyes. How are you gonna keep getting those eyes to come back? I think that's where it, they're gonna find trouble. I, I think their initial ratings are gonna be big. I think people are gonna be intrigued and interested. How are you gonna get those people to come back? And you have to have quality play on the field. How quality is it going to be? I don't understand the concept, though, where he's the owner of all eight franchises. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying the competitive. So I guess the coaches and players, of course, they're going to want to win. But the owner is ultimately the guy that's pushing, right? Right, right. And if he owns all eight, and then he's going to want to have a competitive balance, and he can certainly fix it. I hate to use that word. Yeah. Or he could rig it. To be where he's got certain teams, or perhaps, uh, you know. But I don't. He's he's he, smart enough not to do that. You're, you're going to be under well, a microscope. You no, know, because the, the, we don't even know what markets they're going to be in. But the largest TV market, he's going to want them to be probably the most successful. Sure, but his whole thing is, you know, I'm going to let others run it. I'm going to step back. I'm going to be the owner, but others are going to run it. I'm going to be out of sight. So I think that's that's him basically telling you that, listen, we're going to do our best to make this be a quality product on the field, but any of those decisions, anything that's happening, I have nothing to do with. Uh, leading into this uh, Super Bowl week, you're going to continue to hear uh, people talk about the greatest of all time with Tom Brady. Then they're going to drag in, of course, uh, Michael Jordan's name. Uh, Malcolm weighing in uh, from West Monroe says, only one goat, Ali, not Brady, not Jordan. Okay, that's a, that's a new one thrown in the thrown in the the ring. Uh, uh, you know, we've seen mostly just Brady versus Jordan. You know, throw Ali in there. Some some would say that Tyson was better than Ali. So, yeah, mm. I, I don't know. Continue to weigh in eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash Text Line. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, 
our parting shots on the morning drive on this Monday morning. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, Turkey. New year, new you. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork. All slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials. Chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99. Or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Hope you have a fabulous Monday. I know you're fired up about this week, Jake. Fired up and, and kind of scared for what happens after this week <laughs> because this is our last week with football yeah. for a while. Hey, like it's the summer, man. No big deal. Yeah, but I missed. I'll miss. I already miss football. Yeah. Um, this past weekend was just kind of a sampling of what it's like without football, unless you consider what we watched the Senior Bowl or perhaps if you watched the Pro nah. Bowl. Nah. Yeah. No, sir. Uh, but right now, you know, the, this this whole. Media week's about to get ramped up. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about with that. Do you like it? And we're going to watch uh, Media Day. I think it's on uh, Wednesday when all the characters come out and they got the costumes and there's people just trying to make a name for themselves. You got Entertainment Tonight running out there, them asking questions and then trying to get, uh, you know, Belichick or Brady to crack with some kind of funny line. No. I mean, what's what's there to like it, it, is, is how I feel about it. Um it, it gives us something to talk about, so I'll have a different opinion about it this year than I normally do. But usually, I'm, I'm just like, yeah. I, I tune that stuff out. Hmm. What about you? Do you like that? Uh, yeah, every some every once in a while, it's halfway entertaining. Yeah, and I do, you know, as much as Deion Sanders and I, you know, you know, some of the antics he does, he does get every once in a while a couple of nuggets and jewels out of a player or two. But the access that he has and he gets the budge in, you but know, he's a course, regular. Yeah, you know, like he he he's a regular like i'm talking about these guys that come out of nowhere for for the one one-off interviews and they ask yeah. a bunch of silly questions yeah. who do we got john on the uh street we have State Farm oh nick what's up bud didn't know if you're gonna join us today or not well hey guys sorry no. you know whenever you uh, text in earlier about bad life well you, know, you get a uh get a school meeting thrown on you at the last minute so uh apologize for that no problem Hey, uh, by the way, just a great week for uh, ULM Hoops. Pick up uh, two at-home 
They do it in an unconventional style, going with the, the small lineup, the five guards or five smaller players. What do you make of uh, the Warhawks with their big week? Hey, man, whatever you got to take to get a W. And uh, i got to admit, uh, you know, Thursday at halftime down 15, uh, I'm talking to you, Nick Capola was in uh, this weekend, and, uh, you know, talking with him before we actually hit the air, uh, you know, as far as halftime interview, and I think you visited with him as well a little bit. Uh, we're both sitting there like, oh, oh goodness, you know, here, here we go, and, uh Boy, you know, what a great coaching move. I mean, look, at that point, you're down 15, you've lost four straight, and you got to sit there and you just got to you got to go do something. You've got to come up with some way to find some momentum to try to do anything you can to get a W. And, um, you know, those, those guys pulled it off. And so, you know, you, you kind of you get to a point now in this season where um, – you got to go and, and just see what, what's going to hit. And, uh, you know, it, it it really wasn't working as well for them in the South Alabama game also. You start looking at that game and, um, you know, Coach uh, decided to kind of go with the the four or the five guards again. You know, we're calling it, you know, five guards. I mean, Sam Mack and, and Travis Munnings, you know, they're kind of, you know, hybrids, I guess, if you want to go that way. But, we're essentially we're calling it, you know, five guards, but um, you go with them um, at about the 12 minute mark or so of the first half, and guys, they hit 11 straight field goals there in the first half. They got it to a 24 point lead, and and then you know, South Alabama kind of came out and did some of the same things that that ULM did uh, against Troy in the second half, and. They got back in the ball game, and um, you know the Warhawks just stuck with those same five for the entire second half. And you know South Alabama burned their final timeout at the 16:37 mark of, of the ball game. So uh, while the Warhawks had all three of their timeouts, so, so Coach knew that and kind of kind of rode those horses, knowing that if he needed to take a timeout, he could, but he knew they couldn't. So you know, one and out, and they did. And uh, you know that was two big wins because. Um, you know, you don't want to look too far ahead. Uh, Lafayette is uh, they're awfully good, um, and then you got to, you got to go and play play the Georgia schools on the road next week. And um, so, yeah, you really uh, you know you almost want to say those were must win games. And uh, for the Warhawks, they were able to pull them off. Larry's got a question here. We asked uh, Coach Keith Richard this question a couple of weeks ago, but uh, he wants to ask you, Nick, uh, how did Coach Keith Richard manage to get? Michael Ertle, how did Indiana miss out on him? Or quite frankly, how did the entire Midwest miss out on this talented freshman point guard? Well, I mean, that, that's where you, you got a you got a great recruiter in Ryan Cross. I mean, that, that guy has been uh, dynamite. He's been on. I mean, it, he he recruited Nick Capola. And um, look, I mean, whenever you can go and and you you can recruit a point guard now now with Ertle, he he kind of shifted to a two guard mode and. Uh, Boys, he embraced that role, and uh, once again talking with with Capola a little bit this week, a, a couple of times, uh, and, and he he's like, man, this kid this kid's special now. He 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 got it, he he got it, you know. And um, but uh, you know, you just you just get on a kid early, and um, I mean, you, you give them, you, you honor your promises. I mean, that that's what you have to do in recruiting, and, and you tell a kid that he's going to come in here and have the opportunity to go and start from day one. Have a proven track record of doing that with 
a guy like Nick DePola, he started from day one uh, at Kansas and, and, and started every game of his career. Um, you know, uh, you have a level head on your shoulders. You don't have people in the ear saying, hey, go here, go here, go here. Go, go to this place because they got this name or go to this place. You know, I've always said this about recruiting, and, and we're getting into the football season of recruiting, and, you know, you see power five schools coming in and stealing guys that, that other schools have or have had committed for months now, and they, they go because of the name. And guess what? A lot of those guys in a year, they're going to be transferring out of there because they're going to be unhappy, and they've had a lot of promises that weren't kept to them. If I was in the recruiting cycle, Maybe I'm going to be selfish, but I want to go somewhere where I can play. And I want to be able to play for all four years of my career. Because if you're good enough, you're going to be seen. And you're going to be able to to go and have a stellar career um, like guys like Nick Coppola. And so, uh, and Nick, no, no coincidence, Nick Coppola was his host, uh, Ertl's host, uh, on his um, on his recruiting visits uh, as well. So um, you got an outstanding recruiter in Ryan Cross, uh, and I obviously – uh, you have a point guard as a hip coach and Keith Richard. That helps as well. Uh, you honor your promises. You keep them. And uh, you have that track record, and you do things the right way. It works in recruiting, guys. And so uh, that's how they got it. All right, Nick, I'm going to poke the pleasantly plump bear here. Uh, there's listeners out there, and there may be a guy sitting over here that watches a number of uh, high school basketball games but doesn't venture out to a, a college game and see the caliber of player wh- play, whether it's at ULM, Louisiana Tech, or Gramley. What do you tell those people about what they are missing on a, a weekly basis from college hoops in northeast Louisiana? What's your, in, in northeast Louisiana? Just you're to watch a college game compared to high school. You're missing a significantly higher level of basketball than what you're seeing on the high school level, period. Uh, do, do, you, do you not venture out? Do you just go to high school football games and you don't go watch college football games as well? I mean, it's the same logic. Do you, do you only go to high school baseball games and not go to college baseball games? It's the same logic. It's, it's a much higher skill level, and... If you go and, and you go and you watch it, uh, you understand um, they, these guys are, are physically gifted. They're unbelievable athletes. The coaching is a very high level, and um, you know there's this is not a disrespect to to you know any of the athletes, but you know we, we have a lot of high schools playing ball around here. There's not a whole lot of them that'll be playing. At the next level, at the Division One level, and yet on Thursdays and Saturdays and whatever days, you know, we, we have Division One college basketball going on in our area. So um, I think it's a shame that that people don't get out there and go and watch uh, basketball at, at its highest level because um, it's what you're getting. It's not Kansas and Oklahoma. It's not UNC Duke, but it's still awfully good basketball. And uh, if, if you don't uh, go out there and check it out. Uh, because you have that kind of a mindset, then you're awfully closed-minded, and shame on you. Thank you, Nick. I think you may have got across to the millennial over here. I'm piling on. He's over here speechless. <laughs> Just having what, fun with you, Jake. Yeah, hold on. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like I just refuse to go to, to college games. And first, and, and, and like – that's breaking news. Like, of course, college athletes are better than high school. They play at a higher level, of course. I don't think anybody would argue that. 
Nick, uh, big week. Uh, the Cajuns on Saturday. They get a couple of days off to get ready for a Cajun squad that has just looked incredible. Well, uh, speaking, speaking of good, and, and as tough as it is for me to say it, they, they are they are really good guys. I mean, they've got they've, they've got four transfers on their team. Um, they've got a USC transfer, and and whenever I say transfer, these are guys that actually play. They didn't just go and, and sit on the bench and, and didn't contribute. They they actually contributed to their school that they were at. Uh, they got a USC transfer. They got a South Carolina transfer. Um, one player, Marchetti, helped USC go to the tournament a couple of years ago. We know what South Carolina did. You know, one of the building pieces of helping get that team going to a Final Four. Uh, we got a Mizzou transfer, and then you got Bartley, who was there last year, it was a BYU transfer. Then you got Bryce Washington, who's a returning first team All Sun Belt Conference uh, player. He's averaging a double double. Um, they are really good. They've won every uh, league game uh, by double figures. Uh, they're nine and zero. So um, you know, if there's ever a time for folks to to get out there and uh, you know create an atmosphere and, and try to go and, and you know nothing sweeter than knocking those guys off, guys. So uh, you know, get out there and uh, you know, beautiful thing is you get a week to try to prepare for them and try to find a way to uh, to knock them off. So. Uh, Let's hope that we can get some folks out there and uh, see if we can uh, pull off the big upset. What time's the uh, tip with that, with the parade going on? Uh, women at noon, uh, men already, you know, 30 minutes after the conclusion. You know, they say 2 o'clock, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so just uh, plenty of time to go and catch some hoops and then uh, head out and uh, enjoy the Mardi Gras parade as well. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Voice of the Warhawks, uh, Nick White. Bobby says, please tell Nick great calls this weekend. Really enjoyed listening to him when I can't make the games. Richie says, the GOAT, Mount Rushmore of pro sports within the last 50 years. Jordan, Brady, Ali, Gretzky. Ooh, Gretzky. Sorry, Mayweather fans. No points for a career full of ducking. Ah. I already got in my parting shot directed at Jake there. He's not happy over here. I, I just just having fun with you, Jake. Yeah, you just, you paint the picture that I'm like yeah, anti. No, you're not. Anti ULM and, and LaTeX attending those games, and then the reason you watch all the LSU games is because you're doing reports for Sandy Don. Yeah, I'm getting paid for that. <laughs> if, if, hey, if y'all, if any website out there wants to pay me for watching, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> He's a hired gun. That's right. Uh, party shots on the morning drive. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Minnesota. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Channel 8, they've been packed it in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. Oh, my God. Davis is going oh running all the way back. Oh, no. Oh, no. my God. Oh, my gosh, no. I have lost my voice in excitement. I am sick. I want to throw up. Uh, my party shot, just two uh, high school football news and notes. Uh, it's good to see Taj Samuel, a kid that we have enjoyed watching playing at Ruston over the last uh, basically three years. He is uh, verbally committed to McNeese State. Good pickup by the Cowboys. Also, as the Coaches Association came out with their all-star squads, their 5A team, it was nice to see another player, John Bailey Gallette, named the Defensive Player of the Year in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, 530 career tackles, I believe, for Gallette. Yeah. Incredible career at West Monroe. What you got? What I've got is I wanted to revisit uh, two basketball things. One, 
we talked about it all show. Ravel's big win. Wants to continue to reiterate how big of a win that was. Beating Riverside, team that was vaunted as the number nine team in the country. Ravel won that game 82-68. to 68. Uh, Malik Wilson had 28 points in that win. Other thing was the SEC Big 12 Challenge. The SEC won that for the very first time, right. which kind of uh, – Gives credence to what you've been it, saying all year. It gives credibility to everybody who said the SEC is one of the best conferences in the country, which sounds like you're, you're trying to make a joke when, when you're talking about basketball. But, no, this team is deep. This team is good. I mean, this this league is deep. This league is, is, is very strong. And Kentucky getting that big win against West Virginia was the nice uh, cap to, to that weekend. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we have uh, Eric Conco with his weekly visit at 830. And Gus Cottingill will join us at 8 o'clock. Yeah, we'll come up with something, maybe a four downs or something. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early at 7 a.m. The Edge, coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.